What's up, guys? Welcome to today's podcast. Today, I've got a really special guest joining us, Tay Hawker here from New Zealand, then the US, then back in New Zealand. Thanks for coming, bro. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is an exciting chat, man, because we've never had a professional agent join us on the show. And I mean, that's the ambition for a lot of athletes. You know, they want to go professional. And there's a lot of dodgy stories out there about pro agents. So hopefully by the end of this podcast, people will know that you're a legend. You're good at what you do. But before we rip into this chat, and I know we've been talking for the last half an hour before this podcast was yeah. filmed, uh, before William told us to jump on the mic, but let's start from the ground up. Uh, where are you from? Yeah, so uh, Auckland born actually, Wanganui raised, um, and spent a little bit of time in Indonesia um, between that as well uh, with dad's work, but um, I'm a Wanganui collegiate graduate, and then uh, obviously yeah. went overseas. So Wanganui, I, I, I read Wanganui. <laughs> I gotta say, in my last year of high school, New Plymouth Boys High did beat Collegiate yeah, in rugby. It so. Wouldn't have been the only time they did as well. <laughs> <laughs> and so you spent some time in Wanganui, and let's fast forward it to your senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. When did you start thinking about going to America? Because yeah. you spent a bit of time there, didn't you? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I spent a long time there once I did leave. Uh, but no, I don't know what it was. I, I Actually, I've seen a lot of uh, younger kids be like this now, but I was so obsessed with American sports growing up. Um, I you know, caught glimpses on YouTube and stuff and, and just thought this is incredible what the, the entire presentation of what they put on in the States is um, second to none. I think European football would be the next closest thing um, as far as the general show and resource they put into it. Uh, and then my last year at collegiate, I was hell bent on going uh, to to the states. So I was taking my SATs and everything, and uh, I didn't have a platform sports management at the time, and so I did it all on my own. I uh, started reaching out to colleges uh, in the states, getting my film out there, and uh, was really lucky to get an offer at Lindenwood University in St. Louis, Missouri. It's a D1 program out there to play rugby. Um, got my film and, and everything done uh, and sent that over and got a yeah got a full ride offer and um, I got offers at the the major state schools the LSU's A and M's and everything but uh, with rugby especially at the time a lot of those um, those big schools don't have great rugby programs and yeah. so Lindenwood had the resource to provide a full ride and so dad basically said yeah mate that solves that it's a great program i mean lindenwood are actually talking to us today about one of our own recruits um that they've got an offer to him so hopefully he gets to go there awesome yeah Yeah. yeah. let me know because i I know the place like the back of my hand at this point yeah we actually will probably get you on the phone call with his dad to be honest no let's do (laughs) it that'll be a good shout (laughs) um and so you spent a bit of time at lindenwood but you also spent a bit of time at a few different universities didn't Mm -hmm. you yeah so well uh, yeah, a few social trips to go visit people at, at universities on spring breaks and stuff. But I uh, got my first degree in sports management uh, and minored in marketing and political science at yep. Lindenwood. And then I uh, had a bit of a job in between, which we can get into, but then got my master's in sports law and business at Arizona State University. So that was, yeah. I worked at universities as well. So I've been all over Because you were at Old Dominion space. as well, right? Yeah, I was you? working there. Um, yeah. yeah, so I oversaw student athlete development there, uh, which I did while I was studying at Arizona State as well. So yeah, awesome. a lot of uh, student athlete development stuff. Because I remember we were talking and I told you that my friend um, Ali Bohani, who was the head tennis recruiter for Platform Sports, yep. uh, he's from Phoenix in Arizona mm-hmm. and he, he was actually at John Rahm's wedding. Mm-hmm. John is yep. you know PGA Tour winner. 
um, amazing golfer. You yeah. you actually knew him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ASU community is pretty small. So John Rahm, Phil Mickelson and things like that do come yeah. around more often than not. So yeah, I had a chance to meet a few of those guys on a yeah. number of occasions. So um, I my ASU has my heart. Arizona has my heart. It's a God's country, I call it. So yeah, yeah no, really cool place. Apparently Arizona State University was the only one to offer John Rahm. A scholarship. I didn't know. Yeah, that. apparently he just hustled his way through. Yeah, and did really well. I mean, really well. <laughs> there must be something about these college sports facilities, eh? And the yeah. resources that they get coming yeah. from New Zealand, where we're such a, a rugby centric country. Mm. And that's if you if you are playing for the All Blacks, you are a big time celebrity here. Yeah. Going to the US, where rugby would have been an emerging sport back yeah. then. We're yeah. talking what ten years ago. Yeah. Nearly yeah, eleven years ago. Um, how was it like? What was your first impressions? Yeah, so I went over there and I, I can tell the story now, but I definitely had an ego when I went over there. I, uh, I thought, you know, I'm going to America to play rugby. I'm from New Zealand. I'm going to show these guys how to play rugby. And man, it got smacked out of me the first week of practice. Um, I always say the Americans are bigger, faster, stronger. Um, and so they, the only thing that they perhaps lack, and I don't want to sound like I'm talking derogatory towards them, but the decision-making is a little bit different because I have been holding a rugby ball since I was old enough to hold a rugby yeah, ball. Sure. Um, so it, it does come a little bit more naturally to the to the foreign student-athletes there. However, yeah. um, they are fast and brutal and good <laughs> athletes. And so that got shaken out of me. But at the same time, Lindenwood had a really good program that brought in a lot of academy players. So we mm. played with a ton of guys from the Brumbies, the Sharks, uh, Leinster had some guys down from from uh, up in Europe, and so yeah, we were as much as I thought I was going to go and show Americans how to play rugby. Not at all the case. It was wow. hard. It was difficult rugby. Wow, that's really that's really interesting to hear. I guess like because do you know Chris Brown? He's a former. USA Sevens men's coach, <laughs> the, <Yeah>. the rapper. <laughs> I don't know him, no. <laughs> Chris Brown, not that one. Uh, Chris Brown from uh, New coach. Zealand. Yeah. Um, he's actually from a small town called Inglewood, just out of New Plymouth. Yeah. And um, great tennis player, got to give him a shout out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was coaching the USA Sevens men's team yep. and USA women's team. And you see like Perry Baker, yeah, former yeah. track star playing yeah. on the sevens and you're like wow these athletes are just freaks. athletes and i yeah i've always said if they can figure out the if they can play as much rugby as we do it would be a dangerous yeah. country um they've got the resource to put behind it um but i think we're a little ways off that purely because we do it's in our blood here yeah um, so it's a little bit different um in that sense like for example after i was done i started playing semi-professional rugby in arizona and was playing first five and i'm a number eight by trade and so it, i made the switch because it was a little bit easier for me to run the game at 10 yeah. um compared to the americans that may yeah. not so um yeah there was little things like that but uh like I said, they're tough. They're yeah, good rugby I mean, players. the amount of players that are actually going to the States now, not just for college, but also pro. I mean, there's uh, Tairangi Walden. Mm, I used to play yeah, tennis yeah. with him back in the yeah, day yeah. in New Plymouth. Had a great career with the Highlanders yeah. and, and so on. And he's just gone to New mm. York, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a lot of people that are starting to go there, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, we represent most of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, there you no. go. So, no, yeah, the, the MLR is a, is a really cool emerging league there. Yeah. Um, they've had their woes when it comes to their financial struggles, uh, some of the teams there. Yeah. But um, overarching, I think they're going to survive. There's been a few rugby leagues that have popped up there over the years. Um, but now the MLR really has developed a potential landing ground for cool. young talent. Um, and I think it's really cool. I met with a young boy from college, uh, from Wanganui, didn't go to collegiate, uh, who's playing at Lindenwood right now. 
Um, and he's kind of got a goal of the MLR, which I haven't seen before. Obviously, kids that are saying, I don't, I'm not going to stay in New Zealand yeah. for New Zealand rugby. I'm going to go play college rugby and then try to make the MLR, which is a very viable dream. I've seen a lot of guys do it from Lindenwood and other schools as well. So, um, yeah, it's cool that there's another opportunity for young rugby players. Yeah, I mean, our recruitment manager, William, was actually talking to uh, a college coach in the States, mm-hmm. and they said quite a few of their trainings are actually integrated with professional teams mm-hmm. as well, and yeah. they all train as one. It must be a great way to get scouted, right? Oh, 100%. There's no better way than playing yeah. in front of the coach. Yeah. So, yeah, no, there are, I imagine that's probably Life University with Rugby Atlanta would be my guess off the top of my head, but I could, there'd be, there's schools around all yeah, those Yeah, it's like Mount St. Mary's as well and like yeah, yeah. Um, AIC yeah. um, and so on. And it's just great to have these athletes get an opportunity. I mean, we could chop it up all day about rugby yeah, in the States, yeah. but let's move into the topic that I really want to get into. Yeah. Um, how did you become a pro agent? Yeah, so I am one of the people that never, ever wanted to be an agent. I had no wow. dream of being an agent. Um, it wasn't a game plan where I meet a lot of kids that do want to be agents from a young age. Uh, I kind of stumbled my way into it. Um, my first job in sports was in scouting with the St. Louis Rams when I was in St. Louis. Um, and I wanted to go into personnel. I wanted to work on the team side. I uh, really enjoyed helping athletes in that sense. But these agencies get such a bad rap uh, that I just wanted to stay well away from it. And um, as I mentioned earlier, I went into student athlete development, and now that is essentially agency for college athletes right. before NIL. Um, and that I helped with essentially everything off the field, whether it be obviously the homeworks, keeping your head on straight, um, good life decisions, life skills, uh, finance, bank accounts, all that. Yeah. I helped set up a lot of the trainings around all of that. So it's essentially somewhat of an agent for college athletes. And then NIL came about, and um, I saw an opportunity, uh, a bit ahead of the curve before it did go legal. I was helping, um, I had helped a, a ex-partner of mine, she had a, quite a big following on social, so I was familiar with the influencer marketing space. Um, and then I knew this law was gonna be passed and had college, back, uh, college experience uh, working with universities. And so I essentially went away and started something it was i didn't really know it was going to be an agency but wanted to develop a platform that would enable student athletes to have support um, both legally and from the brand Mm. development side uh, on that college space now the law got passed we got involved um, i started my own agency um, then you know as businesses develop uh, we found that we had a real opportunity to move into the professional space and that was going to be where a lot of our revenue would come from um, influencer marketing is great but as an agency it's hard to make a full functioning agency just off influencer marketing commission For sure so um, we moved into the professional space we had a lot of interest uh, from professional athletes that wanted support in that um, brand uh, development personal brand strategy so I moved into that I uh, was doing that full-time and then that's how I kind of fell into being an agent and then next minute I was doing professional contracts and yeah. um, candidly I can sit here now and, and we can talk about the the move back with Halo and I'm sure we will but I can sit here now saying that I get the most thrill out of professional contract negotiation and then equally I would say personal brand strategy is another big piece of my job that's incredible and you you keep mentioning NIL and I know there's, I know what it is. Sorry, but I, I No, but there. I know there's a lot of yeah. youngsters and also parents listening to this that probably don't know what yeah. that is. Could you explain what NIL is? Yeah, so the people that I'm talking to right now, I have to be careful of how I explain this because it's yeah. not fully available yeah, to yeah, international yeah. student athletes. Yeah. Yeah. So for Americans, uh, American citizens, 
that are in college, they can make money uh, based off their name, image and likeness, not for their ability on the field. So what that essentially means is that you can be a pseudo influencer, you could coach, you could speak at events, you can sell merchandise um, and make money based off that, based off the image you've developed over the years of being an athlete. The challenge is that as New Zealand is going over there, you'll go on an F1 visa and on that F1 visa, you can't make money while you're there outside of your campus. Um, there's regulations around there. I tell every student athlete that goes over there to either get an attorney um, or work with mine. <laughs> and the, yeah. um, that's There's a lot of fine print. For example, I do represent student athletes that are currently over there and we do work around things when they come home because when you come home, you can do as much as you want. So I'm, I work really tightly around the travel dates, work with brands in New Zealand or, or whatever country. I work with Canadians, English um, a few couple from England uh, and, and we work with the brands there to say alright they land on December 17th they're going to leave on January 15th here's our activation dates and we can get after it but there's a lot of work to be done I've been on countless forums and boards and everything trying to pass different legislation with the Department of Homeland Security um, I'm, I'm losing optimism by the yeah. day on that but uh, yeah so that's essentially what NIL it's is tough. It's, funny, it's funny you mentioned working on campus I literally had a uh, a parent who's actually a really good family friend of mine mm -hmm. uh, she phoned me and her son wants to work uh, and, and do some coaching off mm. campus Yeah, and I was like I don't think that can happen unfortunately no. it's just tough but I mean pretty much like the name image and likeness rule what's great about it is you get guys like let's say J.R. Smith right mm. NBA yeah. champion yeah, yeah, with yeah. the Cavs LeBron James nearly lost it for them yeah. um, and he's decided that he wants to play college golf now mm -hmm. and he's playing at uh, North Carolina yeah. Agriculture yeah. and Tech right yeah, yeah. And so he's having a he's having a great time over there. But now what he can do is sign golf gloves mm -hmm. and then sell them mm -hmm. and make money off it, yeah. but keep his NCAA amateurism status. Yeah, while banking. It's great. And I yeah. think that I think wasn't it LeBron James was the one that started that movement on his uninterrupted um, platform that he had. Oh, it's and yeah, he started I'm chopping sure, it up. And he was and he said that, you know, the reason why I didn't go to college in the States was because I couldn't earn yeah. any money for my mum. Yeah. And so he went professional right, right. away. And so by doing this, you can do that and also get an education. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it even benefits people that aren't J.R. Smith that don't have the money already. Yeah, um, exactly. But there's a, 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 I will say, and I'll speak lightly around it, but I'm glad to be out of the industry of as, as into it as I was because it has become really murky. There's the collectives have made it really difficult yeah. for people to understand what is pay for play and what's not. Um, we saw... Um, Rashada, I forgot his first name, but a quarterback going to Florida, yeah. um, pulled his commitment after he didn't get paid the day he got there, um, which is pay for play, which has got, it's, Twitter is a wild, NIL Twitter is a wild place, but there's a lot of accusations going around. Yeah. And, um, so the, the fundamental basis on why NIL came about was is amazing. It's really cool to give those freedoms back to the student athlete, um, but the NCAA has dropped the ball on developing some level of regulation. Um, due to antitrust issues and everything. So, um, yeah, there's going to be some change, I'm sure, but overarching, it's I'm glad that they got the freedom. So. Yeah, 100%. I think it's a great thing, and I think just advice for any students listening to this, that if yep. a company does approach you, just go straight to compliance on mm. campus yep. Yep. and just really be straight advice. up with them. Don't try to hide it. Nah. I know Barstool Sports started adding everyone mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as, as uh, what is, what, they had Barstool athletes mm. or something like that. Yeah. And, Everyone's now got on their Instagram bio at Barstool Athlete. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know what the, I don't think they know the rules to be honest. No, that it was can a be, headache. 
Yeah, it yeah. can be brutal. Did you get into, have you have any athletes d- dabbling in that? Or? Yes. Yeah, no, I had to have meetings with a lot of them. Yeah, um, uh, yeah it's not as cut and dry as, as people wish it was. And it's yeah. also, from a brand strategy point of view, um, you've got to be really careful about the deals that you are doing. You can't just be a walking billboard. Um, so the fact that everybody put bar- free barstool advertising across their social pages for some sweatpants and a hoodie um, is, r- r- it's devaluing your brand significantly yeah. and yeah. so um really smart move from barstool i'm not going to knock barstool he did his thing and it, it, look it worked out but the the tens of thousands of athletes that thought it was a good idea yeah yeah i was shaking my head because it was just a free promo that yeah, they literally. Fell into. yeah yeah well done you just made him more money yeah 100 <laughs> did well on it so yeah, yeah. in terms of um becoming a pro agent yeah. whether it's golf you i know you represented golf athletes yeah. gymnastics everything yeah. what do you have to do in order to be a professional agent then? yeah so uh, <laughs> learn from my mistakes okay, i can <laughs> i can do this i so, love this so yeah when i started my agency as i mentioned we went into this um personal brand space and that was the key thing because we did that we didn't hone in on an individual sport so when we did turn into a professional agency I was learning how to be an agent in sports yep. that I had no business to be an agent in, tennis being one of them. Um, fortunately, I had Austin Weber, who's a tennis guy that has now taken over that uh, division of the agency. A you know, really great dude, and I wouldn't, I don't know what I would have done without him. Um, but you have to hone into these sports that I didn't really understand, and it dawned on me when I was running all our books, and I remember Googling uh, how, uh, what does a golf agent do? Because I was trying to figure out whether they get paid by the person or just commercial, et cetera. And then I was like, why would any agent be Googling this while I'm already in? <laughs> it's embarrassing. So I had to take a step back and be like, all right, this isn't the game plan. I'm not going to pretend to be an agent in all these different sports. It's just wrong. Yeah. Um, and so I took a step back. I kind of identified the sports that I could be an agent in uh, and ran with it. Uh, I had an extensive background in American football, um, an extensive background in football and rugby was there as well. Uh, so really honed into those the gymnastics side is a little bit different I still work with the gymnasts because they only do uh, commercial opportunities um, and there's no agency in the sense of I'm not negotiating with the school their competing contracts or anything it's just commercial ops so I'm more of a brand manager than I am an agent for the gymnasts Um, with that being said on the other sports so to answer your question a bit more uh, firmly how to get into agency that my tips would be firstly become an expert in your in your sport so if you choose your sport I don't advise being an agent for multiple sports when it comes to their playing contracts you really want to become an expert um, identify what uh, qualifications you need most of the time you're going to need a master's degree um, so and then some level of licensure it's a little bit different down here in rugby um, football is a little bit different down here although FIFA's just stepped in um, and then for example, when I did the NFL exam and everything over in the States, you that was, you know, it was two grand to take the exam. And that wasn't um, a two-hour test, was it? No, I think <laughs> it was a, that one took day, it was a two, two-day two seminar, and then it was a four-hour exam, um, but it was all, yeah, it was yeah. A very intense, <laughs> and I had studied for about four or five months before that, wow. um, but they do it, they do it very well. I want, I want all federations around the entire world to require that level of effort to go into being an agent because here's the other thing with being an agent you you need to build a really good uh, relationship pool I hate using the word network I don't like the idea of networking I like building friendships and that's yeah. that's it um, I don't believe relationships should just be for your professional gain um, so uh, you build really good friendships and, and uh, 
a relationship pool, people that you know and trust you. Um, but then you have to I understand that you have a massive responsibility as an agent to serve your clients and and sometimes not expect anything back and put them before you. And a lot of agents don't fully understand that. I think that's why we get a bad reputation. Um, but at the end of the day, I, did, I don't like the narrative of me just working for my client. It is a partnership. Sometimes yeah. I need need them to call me when I need them to call me. I need them to do what they say they're going to do. So it is a two-way street, but I have a massive responsibility to make sure my clients are happy and they get what they want and they, yeah. their dreams come true. And um, and we'll, I can kind of delve into the women's football side a bit more, but being a women's football agent, I work in a space where the, the ladies are quite often... Um, uh, undervalued and uh, in, we're in an industry that they need more advocates especially from straight white males and so I'm, I'm trying to be that voice where I can yeah. um, and and so in that, sa- in that case if I'm going to send a client to a different country uh, making sure they got housing and a car and there's going to be food on the table and right. they're getting paid wow. enough at the right time and I, I work in a slightly different industry where I'm going from the NFL where they're getting paid millions yeah, and they're going to be fine. Different kind of money, You right? go from that to now I'm more of like an advocate making sure they're fine and everyone's yeah. happy. But I'm going to be frank with you, I love working in women's football much better than American football. Yeah. Um, and I know that, don't use that as a soundbite, but it, yeah. is, it is way more rewarding. The girls are harder working, kinder, more grateful, just better people. Yeah. Um, and I really love being in that environment because it fulfills me every day compared to I felt like I was just working and working and working for nothing yeah. in, in many cases. And so it drained me. And I know I'm young, so I shouldn't be saying I was drained, but you know oh, mate. It, it got me so yeah. I love what I'm doing now yeah nah 100% you put a lot of effort and a lot of heart in as well and there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into this role right yeah. in terms of like becoming a FIFA agent mm-hmm. I heard you got to do a FIFA exam now yeah. is that right yeah so FIFA stepped in this year actually oh geez weeks ago uh, and put new regulations into the commissions that we can make yeah. and they're coming out with a full exam worldwide okay. this year which is really cool um, it means like, everyone's legit then right 100% so something New Zealand does um, that is a little bit different is we have an accreditation system. Mm-hmm. So um, you have to do a few rugby contracts before the NZR um, PA will uh, allow you to be accredited, which they obviously prefer agents to, uh, players to work with accredited agents, which is great. It would be really cool to see a license that's put in there. And then accredited agents mean you're really good. So you are accredited means you're a good agent license means you're allowed to talk to a player because I think it'd be really good to have that level of security um, yeah, sure. so that players know they're working with someone who's read the collective they understand how contracts work they perhaps you can prove something a background check would be nice like Not things just like that a wheeler and dealer exactly yeah. so I like and it might be one of those scenarios where you know if you're not doing anything wrong you don't mind laws coming down um which i certainly don't i i think there needs to be a little bit more regulation in some sports if we can all match nrl does a good job um if we can match the nfl level that would be really cool to see um if a i think all agents should be studying for four or five months before taking an exam um because we are putting athletes lives in our hands well well-being of their lives i should say it's not their entire life but you know, you could. I've heard horror stories of agents putting players in countries that they should not have been in, with no resource, away from their families, not yep. getting paid. And it, man, I can't even imagine if that happened to me. So we have a responsibility, and I think yeah. that means that we have to work really hard to be up to up to par. Yeah, hundred percent. Now let's talk about 
college versus you know going professional right away i know a lot of the athletes sometimes in the last eight years we get athletes saying i'm i don't want to go to college mm. i want to go pro right mm. away i mean it's a widely debated topic i know i raised this topic before we started filming this podcast and then you were about to answer and i said actually let's yeah, wait yeah, till yeah, we get yeah. into this what's your thoughts on it yeah so i think my background obviously paints the picture that i'm pro college um, yeah. And so I always say, do the college thing first. And I think post NIL even, or just the way the American college system works, it is a really cool opportunity for you to compete yeah. at the top level uh, and get an education. And that's what I'm, I'm gonna be that guy. I'm always gonna circle back to education. Um, I don't believe, I believe education is incredibly important. Tertiary education is incredibly important um to set yourself up for the rest of your life those degrees still mean something i know trades are important and i respect the hell out of them and so i'm all for that but i think there just needs to be that understanding that your sport's going to end a hundred percent it's going to end you will not compete until you're in the grave um and you need to make sure that you set yourself up the challenge and you know basketball is a prime example you don't need to graduate to go to the league same with football um american football and so it's not ideally set up there right now. I would love to get do away with the one and done rule in college basketball um, and, and require more education or get, like football is okay because by the time you go to the draft, you're only a year away from graduating anyway. Yeah, so, you're talking about soccer, right? No, no, sorry, American football. American football, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll need to go back to that. I got used to calling it soccer. Yeah. Um, but with American football, you need to have three years in college right. before you can go to the draft. And so by then, a lot of guys are doing online their last year online while they're at just whatever finishing facility. it right. That's been so much time. And so, uh, yeah, my argument is that by going pro straight out of high school, you are rolling a really big dice on your career. And so, maybe there are a population of people that if you are winning everything, you can't lose, and you are the number one at every sport you uh, every event you go after. Yeah. you're the best. Maybe. And even then, it's a maybe uh, because you don't know when your next injury is going to come and that could end it all. Um, but by going to the States, you get to play at that same high level. You get to compete against some of the world's best. You get the best resources that I've seen in the world. Uh, and you get an education along the way. And so you can come out of college or, or if you get really good, you can drop out too. <laughs> not, yeah. I'm not advocating yeah, for that Cameron Norrie but, one year at TCU right but, but it's not something I want to suggest yeah it's still an option I just think that going there you get so much uh, better at your sport for lack of a better term um, while still getting the degree so I always advocate for going to college and universities also have a give back um, policy as well like if you do really well in your first year at college in the states and then you get offered a pro contract that you cannot refuse mm. Some universities actually say, go and do it, mm -hmm. and then we'll just fund your study online. We'll give you a tuition scholarship yeah. online, and we'll use your name to recruit other athletes. Yeah. And I mean, Cameron Norrie uh, goes and trains at the TCU facilities in the States, mm -hmm. and he's t I think he's 26, nearly 27 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, there's other guys as well, like Ben Shelton, yeah. uh, Florida Gators. I watched yeah. his match yesterday. He lost to... Um, How did he lose? I yeah, he lost. Sorry if I yeah. spoiled that yeah. for you. No, no, no. I <laughs> Tommy, he played Tommy Paul, another American at the Australian Opens tennis, and um, it was a quarterfinal. He lost, but yeah. mate went to college. He started at number six yeah. in his freshman year, worked his way up, yeah. which was just incredible. So he's always got that base, that family, that group of yeah. people that are like really wanting him to succeed yeah. in, in in the pro circuit. So I think that going to college is great, and also like 
Don't you reckon the maturity of a person as well? Like their life skills that they learn? Yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could get into all of that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> that's I, important, right? When yeah. you're looking to represent an athlete, mm. you want to represent someone that's a good person, right? Yeah, mate, it's everything. Dealing um, with stress at a high level. Yeah, well, even being in scouting and, and at that level as well, uh, the personality is massive because you're in a pool of so many talented players that you need anything that will make you stand out compared to the rest of the group. And if that is your maturity, um, your ability to lead, be a, a team player, be coachable, etc., which is all things you learn through college, where yep. you can learn and get better at in college, um, it could be the thing that makes you stand out to someone else. If your t sprint time is the same, maybe you lift the same amount, you've scored the same amount of goals, if you're splitting hairs, who's the better person? And so... You, you come down to that maturity. Um, outside of that as well, I've found in hiring, uh, I worked around a few different industries making ends meet and was in managerial positions. Um, and in hiring, we always looked to student athletes because yeah. they knew how to be on time, show wow. up, be coachable. Um, I loved hiring student athletes because you learn a whole skill set that you otherwise wouldn't learn. Yeah. Um, so be yeah, a really big advocate for getting that experience because it's learning to deal with pressure you yeah. it's constructive criticism that you're getting from your coach every yeah. day it's time management organizational management yeah um, learning how to be in a group environment yeah um, and look and representing a brand that's much bigger than yourself yeah absolutely right there's a lot of benefits that you can get from it that I found and especially individual sports like tennis and golf mm. that's very lonely Mm -hmm. going into an environment where you're part of a team you're going to develop so many more skills yeah. if you're being annoying you're going to get put in place aren't yeah. you yeah and you, well, you learn not to be annoying <laughs> yeah. and uh i think the golf one is a one that resonates as well given that uh you, you play in a team environment in college over there and that team uh is very team orientated i, yeah. I represented a golfer at the college of william and mary and she talked a lot about how much she loved her team and it was really cool to see such an individual sport where they got to do trips together, they stayed together, uh, they played to win together, all their points accumulated, etc. How good do athletes have to be? I know mm. there's a lot of young uh, male and female recruits listening to this that mm. want to go pro one day. Yeah. What are the levels to it? It's a hard one um, because the way the, the system is set up over there because of the, the three, call it, well, there's more divisions, but the three main divisions you have to do you do have to be somewhat smart about the level you go into if you do want to go pro and yeah. the sport varies as well individual sports is a little bit different if you want to go pro and say football or soccer going the school you go to is very important because scouts look at certain schools or certain areas or have relationships with certain coaches so the team becomes important if you're individual I think slightly less important because if you're good enough, you're good enough. Yeah. Um, but because it's some, you can measure a bit for, like for track, if you run a certain speed, you're going to show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's black and white. But the team sports is a little bit different. Uh, it's a bit more subjective. And so uh, you do have to be cautious about the level you go into. Um, if you do want to go to the next level, have a look at the school, how many pros have they had before, talk to the coach about their relationships with the current coach, uh, scouts in the league. Um, because they or the agents as well agents are involved with coaches yep. so you have to be pretty smart about uh, the the level you go into um, and I think be self-aware too because that's something I, I see a lack of um, in young kids wanting to go to the states is thinking they may be better than they are and like what I did yep. and uh, and you do I fortunately like I held my own at Lindenwood but you do have to be cautious because if you want to go pro and you think you're at X level and then you go to 
uh, I'm trying to think of, of solid schools for certain sports. I'm pretty sure Florida for tennis, let's say, yep. and you go there and you can never get into the top eight and you never play and never then you're three years you're three years in and you think you're going pro and you've never played yeah you know you've just shot yourself in the foot so you need to yeah. find that right level that you're going to play you're going to get game time you're going to get better you're going to get developed and then see and set yourself up and that's why you need to work with the platform sports management to make sure oh, that mate, you that you're plugged it and <laughs> so make sure that you uh <laughs> you work with someone that understands those levels though yeah. and and can put you in the right place to succeed um, because with the hundreds and hundreds of universities, yeah. it's very easy to to misread a website and think you're going to something that you're not. Yeah, and I think that there's, there's two different athletes, right? There's athletes that are good enough that can earn the right to go in and compete at that high level right away. Yeah. And then you've got other athletes that maybe were late developers. Yeah, and that's Late developers yeah. in their sport. Um, and maybe they had like a growth spurt when yeah. they were 17 years old yeah. and they feel, still feel like a giraffe on roller skates yeah, in their yeah. senior year in high school. That's okay. Yeah. They just have to go and use the college that they're in, which I get, which is giving them a great opportunity of yep. playing time and scholarship, yep. and then look for a transfer. 100%. Transfer's so common, isn't yeah. it? Oh, mate, and especially in the last year, it's become wild. It's um, yeah, transferring's a lot easier than it used to be. Um, so a really good option, um, something to certainly think through. It's not an easy one. It's not like you just up and move. Yeah. Um, but it, it's much more possible. Um, and if your focus is going pro, it's probably worth doing it because I often talk about the academic restraints of transferring based off your um, making sure your credits cross over. And yeah, you've got enough uh, credit hours. Yeah, your PTD makes sense and, yep. and you're not getting pushed back in your degree. And this is where I might be contradicting myself if, and the education piece falls off. But if your only focus is going pro and you need to transfer to a Power 5 school, you may just want to go and jump and do that. Uh, and deal with the academic yeah. um, punishment and, on the other side. But. And what's cool is the exposure on the other divisions, right? You've got Division Two, Division Three, NAIA, yep. Junior College. You know, Jimmy Butler went to Junior mm. College. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so many great success stories in yeah. that. And, yeah. I mean, that's, that's moving into our next topic that we're going to talk about. But, I mean, I just saw the other day there was uh, Simon, our head of soccer, our director of soccer here at Platform Sports. He sent um, William and I, we've got a group, little group chat going and it was a tweet that he found, and it was uh, an MLS club that were looking at two Division Three men's soccer players. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of lads that are listening to this that yeah. are thinking, I, to go to the MLS, I have to be Division One. Well, mm-hmm. no. I mean, it's like you said, it's trying to find the right fit yeah. and making sure the environment that they're in, yeah. they've got good coaches, good support, yeah. good resources, the players are, are like-minded like you because yeah. you're a product of your own environment, and all those things, isn't yeah. it? I would definitely advise the guys that are playing D2, D3, to be aware of the challenge though and while it, it definitely happens it's hard to say oh there's those two cases from d3 because it, while there's two cases there there's hundreds at the d1 yeah level. right it's all and relative so, and so if you are in that d3 level and d2 and you want to be seen just be cognizant of, you can be seen just be cognizant of that show up to more camps uh, more camps speak to more coaches at the pro level um, do your due diligence to to understand that you're all right, the scouts probably aren't coming to your school, so go find the scouts. And your talent's still there. I'm not knocking the talent, uh, it is, but it is harder than if you're playing at a Maryland where the MLS scouts live at. So yeah. it's, it's just a different scene. Um, but it definitely happens, uh, and it's a very viable option. Um, you just have to work a little bit harder to be seen sometimes. Yeah, and like I always advise my clients to, in a, in a college interview with a coach, ask questions more than giving statements 100 percent. and it's yeah. like 
if I was sitting here talking to a college coach right now, <clears throat> I'd be saying to them, how many athletes have gone professional yeah. from your team? And what are your connections with yeah. clubs in the States yeah. um, going forward? Yeah. And just hear what they have to yeah. say. I would, yeah, there's a laundry list of questions. Yeah. Really, realistically, because there is so many universities, feel free to interview the coach. Because um, there's Turn more, it around. There's more options for you than you probably think. And you may be like, oh, I got an offer here. I need to go. Maybe, but maybe, probably not. Uh, and so <laughs> uh, I would definitely be asking, even around the NIL stuff, get an idea of how the coach feels about that because some coaches are too old school and, this, and they'll, oh, I don't know, if they, they'll bullshit you something or they'll tell you something and then uh, you want to weed through that and try to figure out if they're telling the truth or not. Um, however, I would be asking about NIL stuff. I'd ask about uh, if, if you have opportunities with national teams come up, how do they feel about that? Now, keep in mind, the coaches are going to tell you what they want you to hear, um, what you want to hear. They're going to tell you that they're okay with it, but try to see if they're lying um, because <laughs> they, yeah, you may true. run into a position with coaches that they may not be as supportive, and so you just have to be careful with things like that. Um, but ask the coaches more questions than they ask you. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Let's move into some success stories that mm. you've got. I know you've helped a lot of athletes around the globe, mate. Yeah. I would love to hear some Kiwis that you've supported that might be obviously we're a college company going through college system yeah, yeah. that have done really well yeah well i i think I was, firstly the kiwis uh deserve more credit than we could ever get um for what we can achieve on the world stage uh i love seeing kiwis over in the states because we do do such a good job we are good enough athletes we are good enough people and hard enough workers and just because we come from a little country at the bottom of the earth we you know we love to to show out and i think we have a laundry list of examples of uh, Kiwis that do well overseas. So in general, I think it's always worth going over there uh, and giving it a crack. You've got the famous ones like the Stephen Adams of the world that obviously have cracked it and he did the same thing at Pitt and then uh, moved on. Uh, and then you've got national team players like the Ava Collins, Gabby Rennies that are, and Hannah Blake that's currently playing back here. Um, Aniela yeah. Jensen as well. She's at Pacific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, she's, she's from from Palmerston North. Yeah, good Palmy girl. Um, oh mate, her so, parent, her parents are brilliant. Eh? Yeah, like yeah. the nicest people. Man. Yeah, no, yeah. that's uh, there's a really good group of people that are playing over there and playing at the highest level you can here in New Zealand in front of twelve thousand five hundred people on a sad day in, uh, yeah. with the US national team. And that's something that I think is really special. That um, and, and credit to Ava. I've, out of the girls, I think I've been representing Ava the longest. And she's her coach has been nice enough, and the school has let her. She was late to classes this semester because she was back here to play the U.S. national team. Um, she's back in Feb for the uh, the next tour when they come back, and she's going to miss classes then too. Uh, and so the school's been nice enough to allow her to do that. The coach is letting her go and play. They he let her miss to come play at South Korea in Christchurch wow. in the middle of season. And so wow. that's really cool yeah. that coaches are supporting that because now from an agent's perspective, Ava's got experience playing South Korea, the US women's national team. Yep. And I, I've watched her mark up against some of the best that will ever play. Uh, you know, the Alex Morgans of the world, the Naima Germas that she had to mark up against. And now, I, I mean, in my situation, I've got film on her handling herself with the world's best yep. it's a dream for 100%. me and so those at such a young age it's such a young age yeah mm. she's got a 21st she's not even 20 can't even drink in america yet. <laughs> and so uh you know it's really cool to see yeah. that those opportunities available um and she is getting challenged every day at st john's yeah. and and those opportunities are there and so yeah no i think there's a few success stories out there there's a lot and there'll be a lot more to come um and i think 
is I've noticed in the last 10 years a massive yeah. groundswell of young Kiwis wanting to go over to the States. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just extremely beneficial to, uh, I mean, going back to the whole education piece and I won't harp on it again, but yeah. it's just really important to be able to do both. And until, and I don't want to knock New Zealand, but until we catch up from our university sport realm, it's better, you're better off from a sporting point of view to, to head over there. Have you ever seen any athletes that are like 15, 14 years old and you look at them, you're like, man those athletes have got some talent like i'm going to keep my eye on them yeah and no matter how talented they are you still don't want to work with them like because yeah. i've done something wrong yeah. or bad yeah. behavior or anything um, has it happened to you before so kind of i've kind of got two different story or two different sides from it neither of which are from the agent's lens though because granted i'm still a relatively young age and i've been in it for four or five years now um so yes I, you see it i i think to touch on that first the you meet people immediately and because this is such a person industry I, i've definitely talked to athletes that i've immediately said i'm not going to deal with that parents are a big thing so i've had athletes that parents uh are a bit too much um and they might talk way too much Surprising. and have their own opinions <laughs> and um and they share all their opinions and then i've had numerous cases where you get to know the parents you talk to them they share all their thoughts and then i talk to the athlete and the athlete says the opposite of everything the parents have just told me yeah. and they're like oh don't listen to dad when he says this and um i actually don't like that and and it makes it real difficult for me because i want the you know i want to work with the parents but then i work for the athlete and yeah, the athlete's success oh, is my priority and totally. so i have to kind of go away and decide what i'm going to do moving forward how do i go back to the parents and be like i don't think this is the best plan of attack I think you need to talk to your daughter. I think you need to talk to your son. Kind yeah, of yeah. Oh, you have to, right? Yeah. Because look, the end game is we want to help all athletes. Yeah. The biggest thing that I dislike with an athlete is when they talk down on their parents in front of me. Yeah, yeah. Like I've had a, a mother saying uh, to me, oh, my child is actually really good at this position yeah. and they do fantastic. Yeah. And then I've had the athlete just completely shut down their mum in front of me. And oh, I'm looking at them, I'm like, if I say that to my mum, yeah. mate, she would <laughs> slap me. <laughs> There's yeah. no chance I could yeah. do that. But and, and you think it's like the respect thing, right? Yeah. And I've seen parents that have looked at them and said, just wait a second. Yeah. And then they go and it's, that's fine. But then I've had our parents just sit there and, and listen it. to it. Yeah, yeah, listen to it. And yeah. I find it, it's, it's quite... It's, it's, it's very disrespectful and yeah. it's very unprofessional of them. Yeah, well, it's a coachability piece, isn't it? So those, you know, those kids may not do too well when a coach has to scream at them because they're not touching the line at sprints. So um, it's, it is something that's really important and, and I think our jobs are very similar in that sense in that if I'm to send a, a girl over to Europe to a club that hasn't seen her play, um, you know, let's say she's going to Italy, I've got a relationship with that Italian club and they turn around and she does, she ends up not being very coachable or not a good personality or whatever it might be. Now that club is probably going to black dot me as an agent and, mm. and then I'll never get another player in there because they don't trust my word. Well, that's it. So, I mean, yeah. I've, I've dealt with two situations in eight years where the coach, my athlete's gone to the States and behaved quite poorly, mm. uh, been removed from the team and it's gone back to bite us a little bit yeah. and I had to send them our best player to yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in an All Blacks jersey. I'm yeah. just kidding. Yeah, I didn't send them anything. But um, <laughs> I, I had to be very nice to them because it took a lot to build that relationship. And as you mentioned, these are friendships, right? Yeah. We're not network and these are yeah. friends and these are friends that trust you yeah and imagine sending a, a guy or a girl to the states and then just breaking that yeah. trust yeah like, and it can happen thing. so quickly so there there is a responsibility and i think that's where some athletes uh especially at the agency level may 
believe, and I don't see this a lot in New Zealand, to be frank, but they may believe they are a little bit better than they are, and so they want more, and then they think more yeah. of themselves, and it just becomes this murky yeah. situation. And that's the, they, frankly, they're the athletes I try to avoid. Do you, when you're looking at athletes, because I know we definitely do. Yeah. Do you look at athletes' social media accounts before you <laughs> represent them? Oh yeah. What do you it, do? Yeah, well, there's... Talk us through the levels of stalking that you do. Yeah, so, yeah, I'll give away all my secrets. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, 100%. So because I have a, a, a personal brand strategy element of what I do is in my day job, um, and I do work really hard to develop their personal brands and, and value what that means off the field, uh, I, there is a commercial, commercial, commercial part in what I do in my recruiting because yep. I want to work with athletes that I think I can market as well because we do do the sponsorships and endorsements, etc. So that's really important too. With that being said, it's not the be all end all. I'm happy to represent uh, an athlete that doesn't have a massive brand because at the end of the day, I'm there to support them on the field. That's the most important. Are they good at their sport? Right. Um, but I do want to look at their socials because I want to know who they are as a person. Yep. And I think you can tell a lot about a person uh, by their social media. Um, whether yeah it's hard to say i'm always turned away by like a lot of partying alcohol drinks and and all that you don't want to see a 15 year old holding a cruiser in their hand prefer not no i'm definitely (laughs) turned the opposite direction on a lot of those um just because it makes me you know i just want to find out more i don't know if it would be a deal breaker but i'm definitely like and then if i talked i think talking to them is the most important but yeah instagram tiktok twitter i always look on twitter um, Facebook's kind of fading out, but they're the main three. Um, a link, a good LinkedIn is is pretty impressive if they've got a. Got well, that's little, the thing. Like yeah. they can use social media as a way to boost their their career. Because oh, like, yeah, yeah. You, like there's two case studies I can share. Lizzie Neal, she's at Northern Arizona, yeah. amazing yeah. golfer. Yeah. She had her private Instagram account <laughs> called Lizzie Neal, which yeah. was just her and her friends and her family, and then she had Lizzie Neal Golf, and this is yeah. her doing videos in the backyard of her swinging clubs during yep. lockdown yep. photos off the beautiful courses in queenstown yep. you know photos of her playing a tournament and posting about how she did yep. and the northern arizona coach signed it because of that yep. they saw that yeah um another example aniela jensen mm-hmm. she's got aniela jensen personal and yep. aniela jensen soccer yep. and so on the soccer page she posted all of her big highlights yeah. in the national women's league yeah, uh, drills in the backyard yep. and all these sort of things and Denisha Adams, who played for the U.S. Uh, national women's soccer yeah. team, who is she had a great career at UCLA as well. Yeah. Now she's the assistant coach at Pacific for the Tigers. Yeah. Uh, D1 Kelly, she said, "The skills dedicated. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Like, where can we get more of these athletes?" Hundred percent. No, look, I I love those stories. They're my favorite stories because yeah. it it can be such an incredible opportunity to be seen and be taken seriously. I love the tour account idea. Um, New Zealand still has a bit of a. Uh, the tall poppy syndrome culture that people don't want to put themselves out there and and while i respect that and that's fine um it's such a massive opportunity there and it's good to hear those two stories and you and i both have two accounts for that reason we've both got personal ones and our business accounts um and we understand the importance of a personal brand and and how far it can take you and so you know i always encourage all of my athletes to do more content around that uh around their sport heavily but also showing who they are off the field um, I could. I'm not going to get into all of that because we we'll, we'll have to get a new SD card. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the, the it's just so important to provide a platform for yourself to be yeah. seen, to be understood, Agree. what you're about, um, and, and that way you can get seen. And co- coaches are going to be like, oh yeah, all right, she's in her backyard still doing drills. She's not 
you know, kicking her feet up and, and not doing anything. And yeah. it, it was actually something that I noticed more. So I, most of my businesses in the NWSL and in the States, and I've had countless professional coaches mention my clients' social medias to me in passing, um, whether it be in this, uh, I, I try to pick it carefully because my client will know without talking about it but <laughs> yeah. um i had one coach mention the amount of cookies she posts on her instagram oh, no. um well it was a she does post a lot uh but then uh I, what i wanted her to go away and do is post a ton of content during the off season and i've said this to all of my athletes in the off season post a ton of content of you training and in the gym and it might be annoying your friends but your friends ain't gonna pay your bills yeah and so you know show the because coaches are looking i promise you they all follow you they all look oh yeah show show them that you're out there training and you don't need to be corny about it like even if it is a a boomerang of you jogging or kicking a ball against the wall wall or anything to show that you're you're out there i tell you what it goes a mile because professional and college coaches are looking and i know that for a fact because they they drop side comments to me um, and so even uh, encourage your trainer to, to take a wee video of you um, even if it is I know stories are an easy way to get into the, the personal brand game and building your socials because it does disappear so it feels a little bit less um, uh, committed and so yeah. it doesn't need to be a reel it doesn't need to be an in-feed post at first it's better if it is but it, it can just post stories start putting up content because the coaches will see that and it sounds like yep. you know you've, you've already got those stories and and Man, I can't even. Uh, there's a lot of stories. That oh, I can look tell on for that. sure. I had a I had a girl that signed a D1 scholarship full ride. Yeah, and signed a, signed her scholarship. Was about to jump on a plane in a couple of days, and her coach sent me a message saying, uh, "If this photo isn't taken down on her Instagram account, um, she's done. The contract's yeah. torn up." Yeah, and she wasn't doing anything in the photo. Mm. It was someone in the background yeah. of the photo, and it was someone throwing a beer pong ball into a red cup. Mm. Um, and another person uh, doing a rude gesture in that photo. Yeah. And even though it was a great photo of her and her friend, but yeah. there was two guys in the background yeah. that could have costed her a scholarship valued at over 300K, yeah. uh, which was just crazy. And I think, you know, um, you've got the associated reputation. Mm. You're playing with something bigger than yeah. yourself. And yeah. uh, I think that's what a lot of these young people need to understand. Well, the American drinking culture is quite a bit different to New yeah. Zealand. And so while, you know, you might be in high school at the wall shed having a party with all your mates and that's all well and good, uh, the, it's pretty frowned upon at that age in, in America. And so instead of complain about it, just understand that it's a different culture. Um, there's massive party culture in college, don't get me wrong, but... The student athletes are held to a higher standard um, as you know uh, potentially they should be because they are representing something bigger than themselves uh, and so just be cognizant of yep. that play the game if yep. my best advice to young people even the politics included and everything just play the game understand that it is the way it is play the game and and it's going to get you further than if you try to fight the system all the time yep. no for sure so what are you doing now yeah, so uh, I've got a few hats on. Uh, I don't think I'll ever not have a few hats on. But um, So now I work for Halo Sport based here in uh, Parnell, Auckland. Uh, however, we are closely we're owned by Dentsu uh, Sports International, uh, which is based out of Tokyo, and we've got relationships with um, agencies or sister agencies around the world um, based out of uh, you know London, LA, New York, Melbourne, all over. So yeah, big, big network there. So what I do... Um, I'm in commercial sales, so we sell sports properties, I sell the sports properties assets uh, around the country predominantly, a little bit up into the islands in Australia. 
Um, and then I'm a personal brand strategist. So we work with all of our athletes at Halo, uh, a few hundred rugby players. Um, and we work through their, their personal brand strategy. So understanding who they are as a rugby player and, and building that platform to be able to enable commercial opportunities for them uh, and, and put a bit more money in their pocket, which is yep. always good. And then lastly, I'm a women's football agent uh, or yep. maybe firstly, uh, it's a massive, massive part of my life. So what I do there is um, I, you know, licensed to uh, be an agent for women's footballers around the world. So I represent uh, between 20 to 30, I should have that direct number, but um, women's footballers and we work with clubs. Uh, my main clubs that I work with will be the WSL in England, uh, the NWSL in the States, and then A-League down here. However, I do a lot of work with um, Portugal, Italy, France, Spain, Ireland, Scotland, uh, Mexico now, as of this morning, actually, and so Mexico, and then uh, Australia, obviously. Yes, that's incredible. So, yep. so I've seen on your Instagram, you, you, you're working with quite a lot of rugby players, right? Mm. Mm. So you, being a sports agent, you must have to be quite neutral. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, who's, yeah. Uh, I've got a question for you. Yeah, no. What's your favorite super rugby team? Yeah, no, I can't answer that. <laughs> um, I was actually laughing with TJ uh, Perinara about that because... You know, I was raised in Wanganui, so I you know, <laughs> always claim Hurricanes. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I do not have a, a favourite. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, a New Zealand team. That's my answer. <laughs> I go for any New Zealand yeah, team. Um, or And Moana Pacifica. We've got a lot of guys up there. So yeah. uh, the, the, I don't have any favourites. Um, my favourite, I always say my favourite team is whoever my, my athletes play. That's anyway. literally what I was about to yeah, say. Yeah. Someone's <laughs> like, what's your favourite college in the States? Yeah. I'll be like, whichever one my athletes wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this shirt. That's, 100%. That's the one. But look, this has been real beneficial for a lot of people, parents, athletes, coaches, and so on. Let's say there's an athlete listening to this. They're in college. How can they get in touch with someone like you? Yeah, I mean, I'm very uh, approachable on my yeah. socials. I've got a link tree that's a very easy way to get a hold Perfect. of me. I like it. I like it to be very easy to get a hold of me. Um, I, I, I'll be candid. I've been crazy busy the last couple of months. So yeah. if I, there's a few people I haven't got back to that have reached out for calls and things like that. Um, I apologize. I probably should just email back and say I'm real busy. At That's the a good thing, though. I mean, if you're busy. Um, yeah, yeah. Good busy. Behind good busy. Behind, um, behind demands. But uh, yeah, definitely reach out, um, especially if you're a woman's footballer. I can probably be of most help um, from the, the contractual side there. Um, any rugby stuff, I'm not a rugby agent. Uh, yeah. And so I'd probably just point you to our agents. Um, I, I obviously can help on the brand side and then any young people that want to get into the industry I love talking to them too cool. um, so yeah anyone feel free to reach out uh, I'm from now today onwards I'll tell you if I'm busy and then I'll circle back uh, and I apologize to anyone listening that I haven't got back to <laughs> <laughs> no that's all good and look I mean as a recruitment agency we build a lot of trust with our athletes over the course of four or five years like we go out for wines and beers and coffees with parents all mm -hmm. the time and um, they always ask me you know we want to go pro who do we talk to and i'm mm -hmm. very reluctant to endorse people but for you it's i can do it sleeping well at night mate you're a Thank great you. guy we've got a lot of mutual friends yeah, uh, yeah. in common a lot <laughs> you, you plymouth and Wanganui is yeah. it too far away no. what is it two and a half hours and um i think it's great what you do so if any athletes can't get hold of you i can just get them to message me and i'll yeah. put them in touch with you for sure yeah and i mean look the world cup's coming yeah that's going to be an exciting so time for you eh so excited no i'm fired up i've got obviously the kiwi girls going in the team and there's a few other countries that might select some of my athletes and that'd yeah. be awesome get them, get them down here i got a lot of friends from the states coming down oh really um yeah cool. it's going to be busy mate uh and then even on the agent piece obviously i'm not in 
uh, a lot of sports. Yeah. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not in golf anymore and tennis and things like yeah. that. But with that being said, I would still love to talk to those athletes when they are looking for an agent. Yeah. Um, you can connect to them kinda, to the right people, right? Well, or? tell them what to look for. Um, I Like I said at the start, it is a murky industry. There's a lot of dodgy agents out there. And yeah. so I'd love to work with them so they understand just look for things. I'd love to help them look for things in a contract, their, their representation contract, um, just because I've heard so many horror stories and I'd hate for Kiwis to get taken away. Yeah, I mean, of. one of my mates, he is a former all-white, um, played for New Zealand, I won't mention mm-hmm. his name, and um, he lost a lot of money because his agency fumbled the bag mm-hmm. on one specific yeah. thing, cost him a lot of money. Yeah. So you do have to be careful, know someone that switched on, but... I mean, you're super young. Like, how old are you? 28. Mate, you're younger than, two years younger than me. And uh, you're absolutely crushing it, mate. So I'm that's, trying. Yeah, no, nah, you're getting doing, started. You're doing well. It's, it's, I'm going to be selfish, and it's great to have you here in New Zealand rather than <laughs> in the US. And uh, yeah, look forward to uh, a lot of our assets working with you going forward, man. Because yep. like, I mean, platform sports was built around pl- providing a platform for all athletes. Yep. You know, we just had a, a guy uh, and a girl recently go to the States, come back to New Zealand. Wasn't for them. Mm-hmm. Then they went to Australia, and we sent them a list I sent them an email yesterday a list of clubs yeah. uh, and contact phone numbers of the clubs that they need to call and yeah. try and get a, a club in, in Australia to go play as well so yeah. we're here for athletes whichever avenue they decide to go in and whether it's pro you know we're happy to yeah. keep them with you And I think me coming back if the biggest thing that has changed well I wouldn't say changed but it's become very strong is how patriotic I am for New Zealand yeah. and so I want to do anything I can to help Kiwis show the world how special we are and and if that is getting more kids over into the world stage be it australia be it the states be it anywhere else so that you know another five ten years we've got the rest of the world saying we need to find more kiwis to put on this team you know what i mean yeah so yeah that's definitely a massive goal of mine and i know and i know that we're sitting here in auckland new zealand right now so we've been we've been raging on about how good new zealanders are we do work in 13 different countries so you've got to give my international listeners a shout out but um i mean if there's any international athletes you know you'll be happy to chat with them as well yeah absolutely yeah no definitely whether it's you know going pro or anything else i'm i've got uh way too much experience around the f1 <laughs> h1b opt cpt you name the visa i've probably yeah. been around it or had it um and so yeah no i'm more than happy to help cool now i appreciate your time man look forward to staying in touch awesome. and um yeah i would love to know that answer to who's your favorite team maybe a bit later yeah well, after a few <laughs> off beers the, yeah off the, yeah with the cameras are off <laughs> <laughs> no cheers brother for your time. Bye, appreciate you easy